It's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, said with special emphasis. Uh, actually, this week, starring Taxi Road Rally Woo! 2017. <laughs> and thank you, fake band. Thank you, fake audience. Let me get the real audience open today. Everybody's arriving late. Really late. <laughs> well, some of you guys are here already. Thanks for showing up on time. Uh, gee, I should have given away a big prize right in the beginning of the show. Uh, just for the people to show up on time. You know what? As a matter of fact, let's do that. I'm going to give away a prize. What shall I give away? I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. Here we go. I've got one. Sorry about that. Some host I am. I start the show and then leave. <laughs> Look what I pulled out. Shortcuts to hit songwriting, uh, or shortcuts to songwriting for film and TV sample. The sample version. <laughs> All right, you know what? This is a collector's item. This was the actual first one of these um, that ever came off the press before we did the complete run. Uh, hopefully, I got to look and make sure there's nothing written in here that you guys can't see. But in any case, let's do a drawing right now just to reward you guys for showing up on time. I appreciate that. I'm going to, everybody who would like a copy of this book that doesn't have one already, because I know many of you do, type in a plus one, and I'm going to pick somebody just by going like that. And we're going to send you a free copy of Robin Frederick's amazing book, Shortcut, I can't talk, Shortcuts of Songwriting for Film and TV. So starting now, do plus one if you would like to win one. waiting to see those plus ones um also what did i want to oh i wanted to say uh, robin laguna i just talked to rob a little while ago and uh, i called him to thank him for sending me this awesome card um he was very kind and complimentary and uh, said very nice things about me uh, and Taxi, of course, but uh, the community saying that starts at the top. And I appreciated this very, very much and still appreciate it, Rob. Thank you. Um, okay, plus one. Uh, thanks, Rob. Wow, so many of you guys already have the book. <laughs> okay, here. Kano Beats. <laughs> Marcus, you got yourself a book, buddy. Uh, let me put a post-it on there. I may or may not send you the sample, depending on if I have any stuff written in there. But I'm sure we've got one that's not a sample. Um, and don't forget, for those of you who are new to Taxi TV, uh, there we go, subscribe. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, oh, man, it's so weird working in reverse. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the little red subscribe button. Yeah, where is it? <laughs> right, I can't do anything in reverse, right there in that corner. 
And also, don't forget to like us. I am completely and utterly out of it today, and I've got the best excuse in the world. I had three hours of sleep, and that's because our friggin' cat snores. Possibly my wife a little bit, too. Last night, um, I think I stayed up till like 2 o'clock in the morning. I made the big mistake of pulling my computer out from underneath the bed about, I think it's 12, 14 a.m. to check just one little road rally thing. And then, uh, you know, one thing leads to another before you know it's like 2.30 or something. Uh, and then uh, turned out the lights and then I hear the cat. Our, our cat doesn't sleep in our room very often, but when she does, she parks herself right between my wife and I, between our two pillows. And cute little Gracie is snoring like a lumberjack. And so I'd give her a little whack on her tush and she'd like that. And, uh, and then when the cat was done snoring, Deborah was making funny noises and her foot was hot. She kept kicking the covers off and who knows. Anyway, last time I looked at the clock, it was about just before 4 a.m. and the alarm went off at 7. So yours truly is out of it today. Um, Marcus is saying he's had uh, 200 song signs since the rally today. Huge milestone. Congratulations. Uh, spoke to Marcus today. Uh, always fun talking to him. 200 song signs. Is that since last year's rally, Marcus? Since the 2016 rally? By the way, we are talking everything road rally today. Um, let's see. Okay, uh, got the signs done. I'm looking at my show notes for today <laughs> on post-its of all things. Um, anyway, let's get this show on the road, as it were. Uh, got Oh, also want to mention on Saturday night, uh, you guys, many of you know him already, but Prescott Niles uh, is a taxi screener and has been for like 15 years. Um, probably best known as the bass player in the band The Knack and played uh, on the song My Sharona, which was a global hit and still is. Uh, and he's now uh, been the bass player for several years with the band Missing Persons with Dale Bozio. And uh, they played a gig very close to where we live. So Saturday night, Deb and I went to see him. And I got to say, you know, I've never seen Prescott do a show before. And uh, it, it's heartwarming to see somebody that you know is a person you see. You know, he's here pretty much every day. Um, and, and it was just so cool seeing him on stage being a rock star. And he's an awesome bass player. And his bass, I don't even know what kind of bass that was that he was playing. Got to ask him. Sounded amazing. Just one of the best bass sounds I've ever heard in any context. So I got to find out what that bass was. Um, so that was a lot of fun. A grown-up date to go hear some rock and roll. <laughs> uh, I won't even go there. I won't tell you about the woman that was dancing right in front of us. We were seated at a table, and there was a lady who was a... She was like one of those 60s um, go-go dancers in a cage, but she didn't have a cage. <laughs> but she was a dancer, that's for sure. Um, so... The road rally, uh, it's coming together. Um, I'm just about ready to start typing up uh, the grand ballroom schedule. And I know that uh, Angel has been working uh, at a feverish pace to get all the uh, uh, mentors 
and uh, the mentor lunch people, the one-to-one -one mentors, and the classroom teachers uh, all lined up. She's got a giant spreadsheet for all that stuff, and I don't get involved until she has collisions of people that need to be on one of my panels and be somewhere else. That's when we talk to each other and, and straighten that stuff out. Um, and yeah, Polly, uh, I, I wouldn't mention company names in the chat. We don't have a rule against that, but just saying. Uh, anyway, um, okay, so, uh, oh, I know what I want to ask you guys. Stephen Slate, remember I mentioned a few weeks ago uh, that Stephen Slate, uh, the company, and, and possibly the person, um, were interested in the road rally. So last week uh, I met with uh, their gentleman, uh, Nick, who it was a great guy. First of all, he knows all about the Eagles from my time period and Bill Semzik, their engineer producer. So we probably spent a good half hour talking about that over lunch. And then he did a tour of the uh, Westin with me. And uh, so I can't say that we've locked it in yet. It could fall apart, but they're seriously interested in being a big league sponsor of the Road Rally this year. And I remember last time I mentioned to you guys that uh, you were interested, or that they were interested in coming, um, the chat room lit up. So for those of you who are paying attention right now, if you think that Stephen Slate uh, would be a good sponsor, a good fit uh, for the road rally. Uh, give us some plus ones for that uh, because I would love to encourage them to come. I've been looking at their product line and going, man, it's such a great fit that uh, I would just love to have them. Okay, there's a plus one. Steven Slate, uh, and the products are awesome. Great, good company. Uh, hope that comes through, Michael. Steven Slate plus one, OMG plus one, another one plus one plus one. Uh, yes to Steven plus one. Yes, the first one I missed in a long time. Plus one plus one plus one 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 plus one hundred plus one thousand. Okay, we get the idea. Anyway, I'm so excited. I've wanted them to come for years just because I think that their product lineup is so perfectly suited to our members, who you guys are, what you're doing. Um, and because I'm sleepless, I can't remember the name. Oh, I'm totally drawing a blank. What is their console that's like a virtual console topography on a uh, touchscreen TV? Why can I not think of that? Could it be three hours of sleep? Very possibly. Um, The Raven, thank you. Um, I just, I, I can't wait to play with the Raven. You know, uh, every time I uh, think about building a studio in our house for me to play with like I ever have time, um, I've got to have a Raven. Got to have it. Um, I, I'm somebody that likes to reach up and touch a fader. Somebody that likes to turn a knob. I don't want to do a bunch of stuff with a, a trackball or a mouse um, or a trackpad, any of that stuff. And when I first saw the Raven, I went, this is it. This is the thing for me. So I really hope they come. Um, Got to give away a Raven. You know, um, if they come, I'm sure there's going to be a door prize from them. Um, 
we're talking about all kinds of stuff. Uh, I really hope they come, and if they do come, I will treat them like royalty because it's just the perfect product line. Um, there are a couple of other, one big company in particular that has another amazing range of products that I think you guys would like. Um, they're on the East Coast. They want to come. They're really seriously interested. I don't know if they're going to be able to get it together to bring that many people from the East Coast and like a semi full of stuff. But we'll see. Uh, the desire is there and the lady I've been dealing with is extremely nice and she gets it. So I kind of hope, I mean, not kind of hope, I really hope they come. So let's talk Road Rally. Um, okay. So don't forget, uh, Thursday, November 2nd, is registration at the Road Rally. And I think we open the doors for registration at 4.30. The vendors, the, the sponsors start setting up around noon, 1 o'clock. People start lining up at, at 6 or 7 a.m. Personally, I think that's a little early. It's not like the Beatles are doing a reunion concert at the Road Rally. But I get it. They line up that early because they want to make sure that they have an absolute crack, uh, or first crack, at, at the um, mentor for the their I should have just called today's show off. <laughs> they want first crack at the mentor of their dreams. And you know what? It pays off. I've seen so many things posted on the forum and so many emails from people saying, yeah, you know, I sat down for my one-to-one -one mentor thing, um, whipped out a piece of music and played it for my mentor who happens to be a well-known film and TV publisher. And lo and behold, I was offered a deal. And now that's resulted in me having 19 of my pieces in their library. That stuff happens all the time. So I get why people line up early. Honestly, I think if you get there by noon, you're still going to get be in a good place in the line um, to uh, get a really good mentor. So, um, yes, Universal Audio is from L.A. Uh, okay. Um, as a matter of fact, my son-in-law works at Universal Audio, but I can't play the family card. Um, I do like their stuff, though, got to say. So Thursday night is registration. Then after registration, then you get the mentor of your dreams. The smart thing to do is spend your time on the airplane or before you come out, probably a week to two weeks before the rally, we will supply you with bios of every mentor with descriptions of every class with the list of which mentors are going to be at the um, at the one-to-one -one or at the mentor lunches by the way the mentor lunches um, it costs like 35 bucks uh, it's a pass through the hotel we don't make a nickel on that and basically it, it's a ballroom with uh, 30 tables that seat 10 people each. We stick an 11th person at each table. That person is a mentor. It could be a songwriter, could be a producer, could be an A&R person, could be a music library owner, could be a music supervisor, could be a manager. Just about any person or type of person you could possibly think of in the music industry is there. And then every 15 minutes, we rotate them around the room. So that during the course of your lunch, uh, you'll probably get four, five, six different mentors at your table. Um, you're going to drop 25, 30 bucks on lunch at the hotel. If you're trying to do the road rally on a budget, there is a subway down the street that I know is very popular with the members. 
Um, there's like a Chinese restaurant or a Thai restaurant uh, right next to the hotel. I personally don't love it, found it to be rather greasy, and I like Thai food. Um, the restaurant in the hotel, by the way, the Daily Grill, I think is a great restaurant. I mean, you know, it may not be uh, up for Michelin star anytime soon, but it's a great place to grab a burger, steak, fish, you know, it's like all American food, but done really well. Um, and not ridiculously priced considering it's in a hotel. Um, so the mentor lunch, uh, I think that we get 300 people on Friday and 300 people on Saturday in there. We'll let you know when the slots are open. It usually fills up pretty quickly and it always sells out. Um, uh, oh, there's a Denny's. That's true. There's a Denny's down the block, right? Uh, Neil says he likes uh, Neil McTavish says he likes the Thai place. Uh, Neil's from Canada. What do they know about Thai? <laughs> I'm sorry, Neil. You know I'm only kidding. Uh, there's a Taco Bell by the hotel. There's, that's true. I, I was almost carjacked in that Taco Bell parking lot one time. But that's a whole other episode. Um, literally had a guy jump out from behind something and grab the door handle in my car and try and yank it open. Luckily, I left the engine running and had the door locked. So I just said, I waved. <laughs> yeah, I waved at him. Adios, dude. Um, so registration and you get your mentor Thursday night. Use the sheet. Come to the road rally with your top three or four mentors already picked out in your order of preference. It's a little frustrating for us when we've given this information to people a couple weeks in advance. They show up, they finally get to the head of the line, and there's like 800 people behind them, and they will sit there, and we've usually got three or four people working um, that booth, if you will, or that table, assigning the different mentors, but people will sit there and go, well, you know, I don't really know which one. Yeah, I looked at the list, but I just don't know. It's like, a, you know, part of me wants to do film and TV music, part of me is a songwriter, um, part of me is like, I'd love to get a song cut by an artist uh, on the charts and, you know, I do a little rock, I do a little pop, I do a little country and, and I don't know, do I need a manager? And it's like, dude, figure it out before you get there. We try and make it easy for you. So make it easy for everybody standing behind you and just give it a little forethought and tick the people off that you think are your best shot or uh, your most uh, preferred and do them in the order of preference and uh, if you're in line early enough in the day not at 6 a.m. I think you have a good shot at getting who you want after that stuff um, we've got two open mics going on we've got one in a room that if you've never been to the rally before is a 200 seat theater that looks like um, like a Hollywood screening room um, it's got seats like a movie theater and a stage and big screen in the back um, and that room is kind of more subdued. Uh, then we've got another room, which is a, a like mid-sized ballroom. That that's where we do the mentor lunch. So we leave the round table set up, and we put candles on the tables, try and make it a little more club-like atmosphere. And there may be alcohol served <laughs> nearby the open mics. There just might be. Uh, and people. Get up there and play, you know, uh, I give every single person that gets up at an open mic a ton of credit because getting up in front of a room full of your peers takes a lot of courage. Whether you're just starting out, whether you're highly experienced, you got a room full of other musicians that are probably sitting there waiting for bad notes to come out of your mouth. So 
I give those people a lot of credit. Some of the performances, a lot of the performances that uh, we see every year are frankly unbelievably good. And sometimes people walk up on the stage and you're, you know, judging the book by its cover as they're walking on the stage going, oh, what's this going to be? And then they just blow everybody in the room away with their music. So it's always fun. Uh, so that's Thursday night. Okay, Friday morning, um, the registration table, taxi registration opens back up at 8 a.m. At 9 o'clock, uh, my dear friend, Michael Lloyd, I've asked him to intro me again this year. Um, the guy, for some reason, uh, aside from the fact that he's a great guy, a really good human being, um, we always have him close the road rally out. With, he always, like some words of wisdom at the end of the road rally. Um, the energy in the ballroom is amazing. Everybody's sad that the road rally's over, but we're glad we made it through the long haul. And Michael Lloyd gets up there and imparts some words of wisdom and then uh, breaks out an acoustic guitar. He buys one every year and then gives it away to somebody in the audience because he's that kind of guy. Uh, but he plays like Twist and Shout or something, usually a Beatles song or a Beach Boys song. And everybody in the room just gets totally psyched about it. And uh, there's like a big giant sing-along. It's a lot of fun. So that is cool. Um, then Michael Lloyd's going to introduce me. And I say a few opening words, and then at 9.15, I'm going to be joined by songwriter, legendary songwriter, Steve Dorff. Um, Steve Dorff has been a songwriter for probably, I don't know, maybe, I want to say 40 years now. Um, he's had cuts with, an, I mean, like Barbara Streisand, Kenny Rogers. He's had stuff in major motion pictures. He's done theme songs for TV shows. He's one of those guys that's just done it all. And I met Steve Dorff at a sushi restaurant here in Calabasas where the office is years ago. And uh, we both recognized each other. Went, you in the music industry? Yeah, I am. And we start talking. Anyway, I, I had him on a panel years ago at the Red Rally. But this year, we're going to honor him with a Lifetime Achievement Award because he's just one of those people that started doing it probably 40 years ago and has never stopped and is still doing it and does it really, really well. Um, after we do the Lifetime Achievement Award, then we're moving on to something I told you about before, which is called Q Immersion. Uh, and what we're going to do is just play as many cues. I'm going to pick out the probably six to ten um, genres of uh, the most frequently requested cues and play those. I may actually even play some video. I just want everybody in the room that doesn't know like how cues are constructed, what they should sound like, how they should progress, how they're used. I should check my levels. How they're used in TV shows. Um, I want everybody who's in that ballroom to walk out of there going, oh, now I get it. So we're totally, everything is going to be about cues. Cue immersion. Then uh, that goes from 10.45 till 12.15. Then we have from 12.30 to 2.30, mentor lunch number one, or you can go to Subway or the hotel uh, uh, restaurant called The Daily Grill. Then we come back at 2.45. And this is one of the bigger panels of the weekend. It's the Music Library Listening Panel, where we usually get four, five, six music library executives, put them on a panel, and we pick people that we know are 
articulate um, for uh, what's forth, forthcoming uh, people who can say you know uh, they they're generous with their information and can be articulate and say it in pretty short order because we try and listen to as much music as we can we draw stuff randomly out of a box so you guys need to bring cds for the different panels all this information will be disseminated to you before the rally i promise um people that i know that i'm going to have on it already um you know what i'm not going to give out the names right now because there are people that are watching this that aren't taxi members and they will just google the names and then they do silly things like reach out to these people and send an email and say I got your contact information from taxi when they actually didn't so I'm not giving out the names but um, incredibly wonderful people on that panel I've got three that are slotted in there already I'm sure I'll come up with a couple more um, then when that is over that goes from 2:45 to 4 p.m. then at 4:15 yours truly is going to do a thing called this is how you do it and it's going to be a lot like one of these taxi tv episodes but i am literally going to say okay so you're 42 years old you've been a singer songwriter your whole life you got an acoustic guitar you got a home studio rig uh you've got a keyboard you've got a daw or as i like to call it a digital audio workstation because i hate the word daw for some reason um and uh, you got a couple of microphones you got some software and you want to know what do I do what exactly do I do and what is the order in which I do these things how do I go from having no success whatsoever and I'm speaking now in, in terms of film and television placements um, how do I go from nothing to let's say making a couple thousand bucks a year and that being your springboard then uh, you gain momentum and eventually you make more um, so I'm gonna lay that out for you in 45 minutes I don't know how the hell I'm gonna do the whole thing in 45 minutes but pre be prepared to take notes and write quickly uh, if I'm in a really good mood which I might be um, I will take uh, I, I hate using slides I really do but I may actually have stuff up on the big screen and maybe provide you guys with a link so you can get my stuff after the fact you don't have to write a lot of notes but we'll figure that out and now for one of my favorite announcements of the entire year everybody pay attention got it pay attention right now um, every year since my dear friend our dear friend taxi's dear friend John Brahaney passed away several years ago I think it's been four years five years um, we created the John Brahaney Award and we give it out to a taxi member every year who would make John smile. What would make John smile? Um, somebody who is an incredibly good person, somebody who's incredibly hardworking at making music, somebody who is never afraid uh, to learn, is always in search of um, constantly learning, never assuming that they know everything, um, constantly improving. Um, constantly uh, realistic in their expectations and willing to work hard to get where they want to go and uh, and they inspire other taxi members to achieve great stuff as well so uh, this year our honoree for the John Brahaney Award he doesn't even know I'm announcing it on the show today but he did say yes to me a few days ago this year's honoree for the John Brahaney Award is going to be none other than Mr. Chuck Henry 
Chuck has been a member for, it's got to be coming up on around 20 years. Um, he is incredibly productive. Uh, let's call it what it is. He makes a ton of money. He makes a very enviable living doing primarily uh, instrumental cues. Um, and the thing that makes him most deserving is his generosity. You've seen him on Taxi TV several times. He's been on panels at the Road Rally. This dude could be in a cocoon. He could be ignoring everybody, but no, he'll hang out with you and and give you information that other people probably wouldn't. Uh, maybe it's the taxi community brings out the best in people. I believe that the taxi community is so awesome because of the people. And Chuck Henry is one of the first. You know, he, he's like a trendsetter. Um, so I will be thrilled to present him with the John Brahaney Award this year at the rally. Really thrilled. Um, he's such a sweet, good man. Um, okay. Then, from 5.30 to 6.30, we're going to do something in the Grand Ballroom on that stage for an hour. And I've got two entities vying for that slot right now. Uh, and I can't tell you what they are, but it will be cool. And I will also let you know, and I don't know if I can pull this off with the contract that we've got with the hotel, but we are trying to get a beer sponsor to sponsor this happy hour event in the ballroom from 5.30 to 6.30. So it could be if we can pull this off that there will be free beer given out. Um, it could be discounts, you know, like you get a ticket for a half price beer or something. I don't know. This thing is taking shape as we speak. Um, and I think it's going to be really cool. We did something like it probably five or six years ago, and it, it went very well. <clears throat> okay, dry throat. Liquid on my face. I splashed me energy drink on my face. Um, Saturday morning. Uh, I am starting out. Uh, he doesn't know his time slot yet, so this could be moved, but I don't think so because there's really nowhere else to put him where he'd have enough time to do this. Um, remember Doug Fenske uh, from Create Music Academy? They've been a sponsor for two or three years at the rally. We really like them a lot. I like them as people. I like uh, how their classes are laid out. I'm not a fan of some of the schools, but I really like what Create Music Academy is doing. And not only are they all good people, I mean, everybody who works there that I've had any dealings with, they're all just super cool. We've had some taxi members that have gone there and I've gotten back great reviews about um, the stuff they teach and the way they teach it. Doug Fenske told me, no, let me reword this. There are a lot of taxi members that play acoustic guitar, singer-songwriter stuff, strummy 4-4, music and they've been locked into that same thing for a very very long time uh, sometimes they'll comment I don't like what I hear on the radio today I can't stand today's pop music I personally think that some of that disdain comes from the fact that people are intimidated by the, the lengths you have to go to to produce some of the stuff that you hear on radio today yeah admittedly some of its vapid um, sounds the same as other stuff but there's some stuff that really does stick out and, and anyway 
I have charged Mr. Doug Fenske with the task of doing a, we're temporarily, or, or at the moment, calling this panel transitioning. Um, he is going to show you how to go from being a strummy acoustic guitar singer-songwriter to somebody that can produce pop music using a workstation and a keyboard and a guitar and whatever else you've got. Um, he's going to make it all make sense for you. He's that kind of guy, and I believe that he'll do a great job. And I think that there are a lot of members that fit in that category. And I know it's a 9... or is it 9.30 a.m. start, but I hope people don't drink themselves silly the night before and actually show up for this thing, because it could be a life changer. And that's what the Road Rally is all about. But you got to show up. Uh, then, after that, uh, the one, the only, Robin Frederick. Yes, the author of this book and Shortcuts to Hit Songwriting, Robin is doing a thing solely dedicated this year to universal lyrics. Um, people just seem to have a hard time with that concept. They think they know what universal lyrics are or they don't understand it at all. And they would get so many more um, placements. It, forwards and placements if their songs for the most part had universal lyrics so Robin Frederick is going to do a uh, a really good job she's an amazing teacher of teaching you what universal lyrics are and how to write them from 1215 to 215 is the second mentor lunch again upstairs in the smaller ballroom uh, this is exciting I just sealed this one up I think Thursday of last week um, from 2.30 to 3.30 p.m. on Saturday in the Grand Ballroom, I've got a music supervisor who I was blown away how busy this gentleman is. He does so many projects in a year that kind of mind-blowing when you look at his uh, IMDb page. He has agreed to take an episode of a TV show and do a spotting session. You guys asked for this. Um, and he agreed to do it. So what we're going to do is I'm going to sit down with him and we're going to go through a spotting session where he's going to play the video of the TV show and then he's going to, um, I guess maybe I'll play the role of the executive producer. I don't know. Maybe I can get him to bring an executive producer. But he's going to go through and say, okay, so right now we've got this scene where the husband and wife just had this major fight and the husband storms out of the house what kind of music should play here? What's the story we're trying to tell? People want to know what goes on in a spotting session because it helps get them into the mind of a music supervisor. Uh, and, and it will help people understand how to create better music for film and TV and how to pitch it more effectively if they understand the processes that supervisors go through. So it's not that they're just looking for cool music. They're looking for the right music, and we're going to find out what that is and why they choose it. Um, then, after that, at 3.45 to 5.15 p.m. on Saturday, we're doing a music supervisor listening and feedback uh, panel, which, uh, again, I'm not going to tell you. I've already got one, two, three, four people selected for that panel. Um, but I'm not going to tell you who they are because I don't want to make it public just yet. But I will tell you that like one of them is a supervisor that does a lot of like B films and documentaries and TV. Um, another one does like big network stuff that's usually very urban driven. 
Um, another one that I haven't confirmed yet, but I have a feeling he'll do it, is a guy that does big dramas, um, big TV dramas, like, you know, uh, broadcast network stuff. Um, one show in particular that I know you, everybody knows the show. Um, another gentleman who is probably the most highly experienced um, music supervisor for reality TV that I've ever met. And anyway, so we mix it up, and I'll probably get one person that does big feature films. Um, so that's cool. We'll play your music drawn randomly out of a box. They'll comment on it, and, uh, you know, every now and then somebody says, I'd like to get a copy of that. We love that. Um, I am still waiting to hear from my dear friend Ralph Murphy um, to confirm him for 5.30 to 6.30 in the Grand Ballroom on Saturday. Um, he does a thing every year where... He does an analysis of what the hits are, like what the biggest charting songs of the year were. He does stuff like uh, the average length of the intros, um, how many times the word you is in the first verse, how many lines are in the chorus, things like that. It, it's a statistical analysis of art, and it's really, really enlightening. What's most interesting to me, because I hear it year after year, is how things do change. They don't stay static. And if you are in the ballroom for Ralph Murphy's thing, you're hearing what caused songs to be hits last year. I look at that as a great springboard to be writing hits for next year. So if you're at the rally, don't miss that. Um, Sunday morning, 9.30, I've got a TBA to be announced, 9.30 to 10.30 in the morning. Um, again, this is another one of those situations where I'm dealing with something really cool, trying to make it happen, and I've got to wait for one puzzle piece to fit in before the other puzzle piece does, so I can't tell you what it is yet. But it'll be one thing or another. <laughs> that I could tell you. Um, after that, at 10.45 on Sunday, 10.45 the noon, um, we've got a young lady who is a reality uh, TV video editor and she is actually going to take some scenes and lay the music in. She, the, I think she'll have already picked the music but she's going to cut it. She'll explain why she's using it. She'll edit it to length. She'll scoot it around and then she'll drop it into the scene and play it back for you and I think that that's good. Last year we had uh, Jonathan Weiss, who's a reality show TV music supervisor, and David McIntosh, who is a video editor, and they talked about their process, how they work together between the editor and the music supervisor. This year, we're actually going to show you the work being done. Then we have uh, lunch from 12 to 2 on Sunday, which is just open. There are no mentor lunches that day. Um, 2.15 to 3.45. This is another thing that you guys asked for. I believe on Taxi TV, we are doing screening with a screener. Um, I'd like some feedback from you guys while we're doing this. Uh, would you prefer that I have one screener um, who does some live screening, actual taxi member songs, and we'll work that out before the rally, but I may actually have you guys do submissions and then have the screener actually screen real submissions for a real current active listing on stage in front of everybody. Um, I hope the screener doesn't get nervous about that. Um, would you prefer to have one screener do several or a couple screeners do a couple each? 
so if you think it should be one screener, type in a one. If you think it should be two screeners, type in a two. And I'm just going to sit here and wait for that stuff to show up. Mostly twos coming in. Variety is good. All right, so maybe, uh, yeah, it looks like it's like 80 or 90% twos coming in. Uh, have a screener cage. Do you remember? I can't remember if we did this and got in trouble for it. It's like 20 years ago, one of the early road rallies. Um, we had a uh, one of those dunk tanks that they have at carnivals, and we got a couple of vice presidents of major record labels to sit in there, and we charged people like 10 bucks a ball to throw it, we donated the money to a kid's charity. Um, but we got in big trouble very quickly for doing that because water was getting tracked all over the place. Um, let's see. Two screeners enter, one leaves. Most people are saying two. A couple people have said two or three. Uh, this one I don't understand. Another option might be to have two, let one work with feedback from number two, then vice versa. I don't understand that, but they wouldn't do that in reality here. We're just trying to show you the re well, I'm trying to show you what you guys asked for. And what you told me is we want to see how the screeners work. So we're going to stick a, probably a boom microphone on the screener or screeners. Uh, We've done panels of screeners reacting to a list of songs. That's, uh, that's just another you know, music listening panel. I want the screeners to actually like read the listing, tell you what pops out at them about the listing, and then start uh, explain what they'll be looking for when they listen, and then listen to something and say, well, here's what I'm noticing. These are the things that are in the plus column. These are things in the minus column. These are things that I would comment on to try and enrich the member's life by giving them good, solid feedback. Um, okay. Uh, all right, we're back to debating which browsers we have and which ad blockers we're using. Okay, uh, screening with the screener. Um, then we have a business panel, which I don't have clearly defined yet, but every year I try and do a panel that is like touring information. Do I need a manager at this stage of my career? How do I monetize my music getting used on YouTube? Um, at what point do I need a music attorney? Um, are there attorneys that are specialists, you know, like film and TV versus movie or film and TV versus record stuff? So those kinds of things will happen on that panel. And then I can't believe it's over already. Um, the happy ending pitch panel, uh, which yeah, I haven't confirmed these people, but I know that they'll do it. I, I have confirmed um, Tanvi from one of the music libraries, uh, but I'm not going to say her last name, and don't you guys either, because I don't want a bunch of non-taxi member people contacting them uh, when they see the video. But, uh, yeah, 
really good people and a range of people and the happy ending pitch panel is the wrap-up to the whole weekend there's a lot of energy in the room and we listen to music from several perspectives uh, we have people up there that are film and tv people uh, actually sometimes i'll get it where i've got a tv person a film person a record person um, maybe even broken down by having a country person an urban music person so we try and get a lot of variety up there that way whatever we pull out I can go to the person on the panel who is best suited to comment and we don't have people that are like jazz aficionados commenting on country songs so that is it for the panels and of course the panels only make up about 25 percent of the entire Road Valley experience while the panels are going on Upstairs, one floor above the Grand Ballroom, we've got, um, I believe, nine or ten classes going on. Uh, we do three rounds of classes per day, nine or ten classes per round. The classes last 90 minutes, and there's probably not a subject you can think of in the music industry that isn't covered uh, in those classes. And there's three days of classes. So, uh, let's say... Uh, 30 classes, so 90 classes, roughly 90 classes before uh, will have happened before the end of the weekend. So pretty much every subject. Um, on one of the days while that's going on, we've got the one one-to-one -one mentoring going on on Friday. So there's a lot going on, um, and the mentor lunches, which I mentioned before. So there you go. There's a lot of great stuff. Um, Understanding contract terms is very important to new performers that are not used to nomenclature. Um, I agree, but you know what? We've done music attorney um, stuff in the Grand Ballroom. It's breaking my heart when I look out and I've got, you know, a great music attorney sitting there on stage with me and I've got 150 people in the room. It's like, really? We've got 2,500 people at the Red Rally, only 151 to know. So, yeah, we'll have music attorneys there, but probably not in the Grand Ballroom, probably in class situation. Um, all right, so all that said, let me look at my list, see what else I've got to cover here. Did that, did that, did that. Uh, oh, no show next week because in the United States we will be celebrating Labor Day. And we will be off on Monday. So no Taxi TV next week. And that's it. There's one thing left on my list. And she's here now. Bria McTavish, come on over. Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Bria McTavish. There she is. So Bria, I've known Bria since she was in diapers. No, I've, I've known her since she was a teenager, right? You were like 14. 14. Yeah. Um, she started out as a taxi member many, many years ago. Scooched that way a little, so we look like we're on the same <laughs> same size. Um, anyway, uh, Bria was at the road rally with her dad, Neil, who's in the chat room right now. Um, yeah. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Neil's awesome. He helps us get the stage ready for the rally every year, and he's such a hardworking guy and humble and, like, doesn't want any you know hoopla about it but uh, we gave him a little award last year because he deserved it um, anyway so Bria has seen the road rally from the perspective of a young new person just starting out in the industry and, and probably not knowing very much I'm guessing yes a neophyte as they are called um, and then becoming more and more educated every year and then eventually she came to work for us one year about two years ago you called and said uh, I'm moving to LA uh, right, it's yeah. two years ago. I'm moving to LA, um, 
and I need a job. And I said, well, I can't hire you because you're a taxi member, but I will give you a job on a temporary basis making phone calls, outbound phone calls to taxi members about the road rally. And she did such a great job that we ended up hiring her. So she's now here, um, and she put together a list of road rally do's and don'ts. And yeah. this is from somebody who's been there and done probably done all the bad stuff because yeah. she's a party animal. I, I caught Bria in a room one night rolling up chubbies for no. Are no, you just no. making stuff uh, up? I am. I am <laughs> totally making that up. Yeah. She wasn't rolling up anything. Maybe rolling members out the door who got yeah. a little too much to drink. Anyway. Bria, yeah, this it. this will actually be my ninth rally. Uh, really? I went to my yep. I went to my first when I was fourteen, and I'm twenty two now. So it'll wow, be, I've known you that long. Yeah, it'll be my ninth this year, so that's pretty wow. crazy. But yeah, I've seen kind of all of it. I've been to so many. I've been as a staffer and as a member. So I have a bunch of tips just for everyone. Um, have you ever been kicked out of a road rally for unruly behavior? No. Okay. No, I have just, not. <laughs> just checking. But yeah, so my first tip is to stay at the hotel. Um, a lot of people have been calling and saying, oh, you know, I have a friend that lives there and I'll probably just stay with them, which is great and all, but there's so many reasons why you should stay at the hotel. Um, one is a lot of the mentors and people like that, the industry people, they also stay at the hotel, so you never know who you might run into on the elevator. Um, also, you don't have to commute in LA traffic because it's oh, yeah. kind of insane here, especially if you're not like right by the airport or right by the hotel. It's going to be insane to try and uh, commute in the morning and be there on time and not have to wake up super early. Um, yeah, to make a nine o'clock panel, it, it, you would have to get up at like six thirty. Yeah, because it, it, the traffic's insane. I mean, you've you've probably heard if you don't live here, but it's it's insane. Um, and also, my tip is don't sleep in. Get to the panels or classes. Right, they're the hungover. The road rally is a very social event, and people are known to. Ooh, yeah, um, you can have fun, but make sure you're up in the morning because you're missing out on networking. You're missing out on learning stuff, um, especially if it's your first year. I mean, you should try and soak up as much information as you can. Um, yeah. That's kind of my tip on that. Don't sleep in because there's so many people that do. It's true, and it's very frustrating when I'm on the stage and I've got somebody up there and I'm doing a panel at 9.30 in the morning, and there's like 12 people starting out at the beginning of the panel in the audience. By the end of the panel, there will be hundreds in the room, but they just kind of drift in, and I think to myself, they just miss so much incredibly great information and as an incentive we always do prize drawings on Saturday morning and actually Friday Saturday and Sunday morning we give like I want to say a thousand or two thousand dollars worth of stuff away oh, and yeah, we one give a lot of stuff away. and this year if we get Stephen Slate could we be giving away a Raven console <laughs> yeah, one well, also like a lot of most of the time we do those right at the beginning of the panel too and I'll get people coming to registration desk being like, Oh, you never gave away the thing and I'm like, if you would have been there in the beginning, you would have heard them give away the stuff. So, uh yeah. Oh, other thing <laughs> Can't we do a redo because I wasn't there. Yeah. Right. Okay. We can't do that. <laughs> Um, and then also another thing is look at the schedule and uh, plan out your days beforehand and know what you want to accomplish. 
Um, when I first went to the rally, I was so annoyed because my dad got the schedule. He had it printed out in a binder, and he was like, Bria, we got to sit down and figure out what we're going to go to. And I was like a teenager, so I was like, this is dumb. But it was a really good idea. <laughs> so basically, I mean, if you want to write it down, whatever, you don't have to go Neil McTee intense and put it in a binder. But definitely figure out what you want to do during the rally and not just figure it out as you go. How much is influenced by the people you meet, the friends you make, like in the registration line or whatever, or at lunch, and you think you've got a plan, and then they go, oh, no, you've definitely got to see this guy. I saw him speak last year. It was amazing. Did you find that you were adjusting on the fly, or did you stick uh, to the plan? I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I mean, definitely, especially in registration line, listen to veterans if they say someone's really great. But sometimes they might have something that they're like, oh, this is really great, but maybe it's not what you need to be going to. And especially, like, know what you want to accomplish. So, like, do I want to network with, like, uh, film and TV people and get my stuff in a library or something like that? Or do I just want to get better at songwriting? That was my goal my first year um, was just to, like, improve my craft. So I went to all, like, songwriting classes and lyrics and performance and stuff like that. Um, so just, like, know what you want to accomplish. But... Like Michael said, definitely listen to people that say that someone's great because you might capture a really awesome class or panel. There's a guy every year, um, I can't think of his name now, but he teaches a, a production class. We've only met for a moment by the elevator like three times in the 10 years he's probably been teaching at the Red Rally. People always walk up to me and say, he's amazing. I can't think of his name. but. That's a sign. You know, when people are walking around talking up a teacher, there's usually something to that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, another thing is um, the way that I really got to know the taxi staff and know Michael is volunteering. So we usually will send out an email, especially to people that have already um, registered for the rally, and let them know, hey, we're looking for volunteers. And if you can, uh, I would do it. Um, we always need the help, especially uh, just stuffing stuff on Wednesdays and then oh. setting up on Thursday. So For those of you who fly in on Wednesday, and a surprising number of people do, mm -hmm. um, we stuff the 2,500 goodie bags uh, starting at like noonish, one o'clock-ish, something like that. And Bria and Matt from our staff will be down there. Basically, uh, it's about a two to two and a half hour yeah, yeah. Sometimes it goes really quick um, if we have enough people and we're working in a good groove. But you also get free pizza, so that's another reason to free come. Free pizza, and maybe if you're lucky, water to go with it. Yeah, but it's a great way to get to know the staff too. I mean, if you want to. I mean, you not. Well, now maybe, they already know. You may know not you. want to, but uh, if you do, like, I mean, yeah, it was awesome for me to volunteer. I started volunteering my second year. So, um, and look where she ended up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm working here. Um, yeah, so uh, I have a few things about mentors. Um, Michael already mentioned, like, make sure you have your options of what mentors you want and have like a list of like three or more because uh, a lot of the best mentors will get taken right away if you're not like right in the front of the line. Um, so yeah. How, how near the front are you talking? My opinion. It you it, should be able to get a good like your first choice if you're like, you know, even if you're in like the first like a hundred. Right. 
because uh, I, I always feel sorry for the people that I come downstairs at 6 or 6.30 in the morning on Thursday morning, and there are people on the floor already, like, having a bagel and a Starbucks, you know, and they've got the, the lawn chair and the umbrella <laughs> and the newspaper. <laughs> I, I think you could have shown up at 8 and gotten the same result. Yeah, but I think a lot of people, too, it's, like, a culture to it. People just, like, enjoy waiting and having fun. And a lot of people, like, bring guitars in the line and stuff, and you get to meet a lot of people. And I mean, there's a culture to that that's really fun just, like, to hang out and talk to people. Semi-related. Don't you love it when you go to a concert and there's always that guy, especially at the Hollywood Bowl, like if you go to an Eric, uh, a John Mayer concert, there's always some guy with an acoustic guitar out by the ticket windows playing John Mayer songs. Yeah. Does he think John Mayer's going to hear him and come out and go, dude, you do me better than I do me? Why do they do that? (laughs) Just say I don't know. But uh, another thing is don't try to usurp time with the mentors. Uh, Everyone gets, how long, 15, 20 minutes? 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Don't try and go over. If there's someone awkwardly hovering behind you, that means get up. So we've had a little bit of problems. Usually a staff member will come and be like, hey, get up. But, like, don't be that person. (laughs) I have a squeaky chair. (laughs) Yeah, and then also um, definitely tell the one-to-one mentor what kind of information you want. Because if if you want a song critique, then ask for that. If you don't, if you want to be like, if you just want to hear, like, could you see this in a movie or whatever? Like, know what you want from them. Don't just be like, oh, hey, here's my song. Like, be specific. That's yeah. a really good point. You know what? Um, every year I go to the Hawaii uh, songwriters thing, which is coming up uh, next Wednesday. If you've never been to the Hawaii Songwriters Festival do it um anyway i do i'm a mentor at that one so i'm on the other side of of, you know where i'm usually at and people will sit down with me and they just go so and they just pull out a cd and it's like can you tell me which song and what you want to know what they should be asking is does this work for film and tv or is the lyric too specific um is my chorus big enough yeah brie is absolutely right have specific questions because how often do you get to sit down if you're from like Lafayette, Indiana? Yeah, you know, my hometown. <laughs> get to sit down and ask these questions. So yeah, that's prep. a yeah. Also for mentor lunches, my number one thing is always try and snag that seat right next to the mentor chair. Ooh, um, great idea. Because because if you're sitting across, you're not going to be able to hear because there's a bunch of people talking. So I, whenever I was at the rally or any other convention or anything that has mentor lunches, I always try and sit right next to where the mentor is going to be um, because you're going to be able to hear them way better and they can hear you and you can actually talk to them. Um, Because I've been sitting at a mentor lunch thing and the people other at the table on the opposite side didn't even realize that that was the mentor and didn't talk to them at all and it was really awkward. (laughs) They were just like, wait, that was the mentor? It was really awkward. And also, the mentor is always going to not have food in front of them, so you'll know which seat you can sit in. And don't sit in their seat. Yeah, we have this thing at the road rally. We call it Starve the Mentor. Uh, Now, actually, we feed them because they can't pick up. By the way, the food is like B plus to A minus. Pretty darn good (laughs) for, for a hotel. You know, it's like the... It's a little better than typical hotel food that you would get at a wedding or some sort of business luncheon, but we can't have the mentors like moving their salad and their drink and their entree with them from table to table. So we give them Subway sandwiches right before you guys come in the room. 
as far as sitting right next to the mentor, um, I hate getting other people's spittle on my food. <laughs> well, they won't have any food, now, so well, no. But I have over food. You. Yeah, and I can't remember whose event I was at, but they had a mentor lunch type thing, and I happened to not be a mentor at that table. And the dude sitting next to me. Just, I could see it leaving his mouth and landing on my food. So. Well, I've never experienced that. <laughs> but you have to decide whether that's worth it or uh, whether that's more important or getting the wisdom from the mentor. I, just bring cellophane. Cover your food, and then every time oh, you God. want to bite, you peel the cellophane back, take a bite, put it back down. Anyway, I digress. Yeah, someone said, I hope there's more than one chair next to the mentor yes there are round tables so there's two because it's not a triangle shape or something like that um okay so for also another thing is like you will have a chance to especially at the mentor lunches and stuff like that a lot of mentors take a bag around with them and they get cds and like business cards from people uh, one thing, put your contact information in with the CD. There's so many people, they just have the CD, but it doesn't have their email, it doesn't have their website, it just, like, has their name. Like, who wants to spend the time to, like, go Google you? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody so, will do that. Yeah, so, like, include your contact information. There's a lot of mentors that do listen to all of the music that they get. I don't know how they do, but they do it. And, you know, they might hear something that they like, but then if they don't have contact information, how are they going to find you? I get that call from uh, Michael Lloyd, who has produced 100 gold or platinum records in his career. Amazing wall of gold and platinum in his home. Um, The guy will listen to every single thing that he gets at the road rally every year. He, He literally will take the box, put it in his car, and as he drives around Los Angeles, listen. And he calls me up and says, Lasko, he's... He's got a very quiet voice most mm-hmm. of the time. Uh, Lasco, they did it again. Did what? Who? What? What are you talking about? He goes, I got another song. It was amazing. Um, there was no jewel case with any information on it. I had to pull the CD out of the CD player on my dashboard to see. And all it says is like, Bob Jones, I love you, Mary. No email address, no phone number. And he's calling me up to, number one, complain about it. And number two, <laughs> have me look in the database to figure it out so that he can reach out to them. So Bria's 100% right. Yeah. Do and it. also, don't, like, give it to them and be like, oh, it's not my best work. Like, this is just Everybody okay. says that. Why? <laughs> like, don't downplay yourself. If it's not your best work, then you shouldn't be giving it to them. Or I, or, need, to, I need to do another mix. Or this isn't the final or vocal. this is just a demo. Like there's a list of people. Even if it is just a demo, be like, "Hey, here this is," but don't be like, "Oh, this is just okay." Like you're just basically giving them a precursor cursor to not like it. Right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's just like not smart. people do it you're right yeah people do it and you think that you're being like i i know that a lot of people think that they're um being humble doing that but you're not doing yourself any favors they're not going to remember it be like oh that person's so humble this was so good (laughs) like they're not going to be like that they're going to be like cool like (laughs) thanks you know the industry people just so you know they're not scary i mean mm -mm. they're they're just like you they really are they just have a different job and it doesn't make them any more important or any smarter or any anything but for some reason the people that we get at the rally they're pretty approachable yeah And, and 
I, I wouldn't be surprised if sometimes if somebody says, yeah, here's my, my song, but you know, it's really not my best vocal and I'm probably going to remix it. I'm waiting to get that new keyboard. You know, it's like the list of excuses. I'm pretty sure we've got some industry people that would probably stop you right then and there and go, dude, first of all, I do want to listen to this, but don't, you know, what's uh, the word I'm looking for? Anti-sell it or whatever. Um, Bria's 100% right. Downplay it. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing, too, is, I mean, this is something I didn't write down, but um, research the mentor that you're going to meet or, like, kind of look at their bios so that you're not just like, oh, what did this person do? Like, Stalk them. Yeah. Don't be creepy to them. Be like, like, look up their, like, high school or something, obviously. But, really? I That's mean. Really? That's not cool? No. But but do like do some research, especially if you're, you know, going to a one to one mentor, you know, because I mean, they they're learning about you. It'd be kind of good for you to know a little bit about what they've done. And we give you bios in the in the pack. So you there's no reason that you can't kind of know a little bit about everyone at the rally. Um, Maureen Crow, the, the woman was a founding board member of the Guild of Music Supervisors. She, her, her biggest movie she ever did was maybe the best use of music in a movie of all time, The Bodyguard, uh, with Whitney Houston. And Maureen really defined what a music supervisor's job is. She is a world-class leading authority on all things related to music supervision. And she was our honoree uh, for a Lifetime Achievement Award three or four years ago. And she said something so incredibly simple and brilliant that in it, its she agreed with what you're saying it's always stuck with me she said somebody i hate being swamped where people just walk up and go here listen to that stick it in your face she said but if somebody says uh uh what's a big tv show right now um game of thrones okay Wait, that no no really that wouldn't work uh, yeah because <laughs> you have to be score kardashian um, keeping up with the kardashians okay so if, like you, if you walk up to the supervisor who's working on the kardashians and said, I noticed that in about 75% of the episodes that you've got comedic tension stuff for scenes that almost seem to take, almost always take place in the kitchen. And I've got a whole CD of that stuff. She said, I would appreciate that so much because I go, yes, that's something I can use. I'd be interested in hearing it. So Bri is absolutely right. Stalk them a little bit. Get to know the shows that they're working on, not shows they worked on three years ago, but the shows, actually, if you're really good at stalking, use IMDb mm-hmm. and look at the production schedule from Variety um, and find out when they're going into post-production. That way you can have some music in your hand that they're going to need in 30 days. That's, that's actually a really good idea. Um, yeah, that's the thing is don't just like shove music in people's face. It's the same like with anybody. You wouldn't just like send someone music, like email it to them. You have to build kind of a relationship. And that's why so many taxi members do well at the rally that just like get to know these people instead of just being like, here's my CD and walk away. You'll see our most successful members are people that actually like try and connect with these people. Um, yeah. And, and you can actually almost almost force them to ask you for your music if you start the conversation asking them about them mm-hmm. um, how did you get into the industry how long have you been a supervisor yeah what do you need to know to be a supervisor um, what's your biggest challenge as a supervisor everybody likes talking about him or herself and 
eventually they're going to turn to you and go, so what about you? Um, yeah. Uh, how did you end up in L.A. from Lafayette? What brought you out here from Indiana? And next thing you know, they're going to say, do you have any music with you? That's the ultimate goal is to get them to ask you for music. Yeah, because people respond better to people that like seem like they genuinely care about them rather than someone that's just like trying to use them to get their music placed. So, um, Which is really what you're doing, right? Yeah, <laughs> but veil it. <laughs> yeah, and also another tip that I have is that anybody that you're networking with, whether they're, uh, you know, a supervisor or someone within the industry or just another taxi member or someone that's attending the rally if you get a business card from someone i've had so many times that i have a stack of business cards i'm like i have no idea who any of these people are so a tip for me is to like write as soon as you get a business card from someone write a note on it and be like oh i met them here they do this sorry uh, stuff like that. Did you have a road, uh, a taxi TV burp? Yes, I did. Really? <laughs> I do that all the time, every yeah. episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing because then you can remember, go back, once you go back, then you can remember. And it's always a good idea, too, to, oh, he's got an example here. I do. Look at that. Um, I showed you earlier, um, Rob Smith sent me this card, a uh, very nice card. And inside was a $50 Starbucks gift card, which I thought was super cool. Um, and I wrote, Rob included his business card, and I wrote on the back of his card, $50 Starbucks card. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I didn't want to just, you know, that may be a little personal. Sorry yeah. if I'm embarrassing you, Rob. But Starbucks for the staff. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. You guys don't get any of my caffeine. <laughs> no, actually, I looked at it and went, should I buy some really good coffee for the kitchen? Because our Ooh. coffee sucks here. Oh, I don't drink it, so oh, I wouldn't know. We have like full. <laughs> I just drink the Rockstar. Oh, uh, okay. Me too. Speaking of which, Rockstar. Yeah, I thought you didn't even like that flavor. It's the only sugar-free one we've got. That is that is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but um, definitely write down stuff on business cards. And a good, good rule of thumb is to reach out to people. Check out their stuff and be like, hey really like this it's nice thing uh, to do you'll get in good graces and you never know are you talking about reaching out to other members that yeah you've anybody cards from? yeah might as well it's good to make connections people remember you so I one of the greatest examples of um, kind of a bromance uh, would have to be uh, Marcus Cohn and uh, this young man oh. <laughs> They met at the Road Rally two years ago, I think, and Matt and Marcus... Um, I think it was last year, actually. Oh, last year? Okay. Anyway, uh, th these little pods form, and, and they're not like, you know, clicky little high school hanging out, like, Ew, you're not cool enough to hang out with us. But I love it when I see people meet up at the Road Rally that go together. You know what I mean? I can just see those two guys being friends, and mm -hmm. they've collaborated on a lot of stuff. Terrell Burt's another one in their little posse, and uh, you're right. That happens because people meet somebody, and they don't just walk away and let the relationship die. They foster it, nurture it. and Yeah, yeah, because you never know if someone that you met at the rally could become an awesome collaborator for you. Or, you know, I mean, you guys can trade contacts, too. I mean, always look for a business angle as well. It's always a good idea. Um, be careful who you're giving the context out to, though. 
I just oh, had, yeah. I just had this conversation uh, with Kano Beats uh, uh, earlier today that uh, I, I'm always on the <laughs> Kano Vanderbo 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always uh, I love the generosity of our members and the fact that they share their relationships with industry people with other members. Um, but at the same time, sometimes it comes back to bite us on the butt as a company because one person shares their contacts with yeah. another person and then they share their contacts. And, or people watch Taxi TV that aren't members and they pick up the phone and they get somebody in the industry on the phone and go, oh yeah, I got your information from Taxi. Well, I guess technically they did because they're watching Taxi TV, but sometimes they throw us under the bus and yeah. it pisses me off. Well, that's the thing about taxi that's good too is I mean we help with we don't send unsolicited material and a lot of the people don't really like getting contacted by a bunch of people too so they don't have the time it's not yeah. that they're jerks they just don't have the time yeah so yeah it's they're not going to remember you calling them you know oh yeah you're the guy that called me four months ago on that Wednesday morning and told me you had a really good song yeah. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no. Um, I'll move on to open mics. We always get so many questions because a lot of people get really, really excited about the open mics. And that's like kind of one of my areas of expertise because I always played in open mics. So I'm kind of an expert. And uh, my tips for that is if you want to get a spot, line up early. Um, a lot of people will come to me like, to the registration desk at I think usually the open mic start at like eight or nine and they come at like seven thirty and they're like, Oh, when should I line up for the open mic? And sometimes I'm like an hour ago, which is kind of rude, but it's kind of true also. Um And a lot it was people, in the literature that we sent them where yeah. we recommend, you know, this yeah. is how much lead time and they don't do it. Yeah. So definitely like we start, you know, signups pretty early and um, there'll be a line, especially by Saturday night, there'll be a big line by like 630. How long? So, I mean, like 50 people, 100 people? Oh yeah. Like over 50. Cause we usually only take like 40 names. Because we usually can go through like 30 to 40 in a night. Um, and that's in each room. So if we do, let's say, room. so we're getting 70 people a night up on stage because we've got two rooms going. So 70 mm -hmm. people times three nights, uh, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. So over 200 people will get to play the open mics. Yeah, unless there's repeats. Because a lot of people, it's okay for you to play more than one night on open mic. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't play both rooms in one night, just to let you know. Don't try and like get someone to sign up for you. It's kind of skeezy. <laughs> people do it. People do it, but don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we, we do have shirts that we make you wear that say skeezy. <laughs> yeah. I'm a skis ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and also another thing is go to the open mic even if you're not playing because, you know, people are, you know. Pouring their heart in. Pouring it. their heart into it and you should be there listening. Also, you can meet a lot of, some of the industry people go to the open mic. And you know where they are? In the open mic room, where are the industry people always at? In the back. Yep. Yeah. And walk in, if you want to meet people from the industry, walk into the open mic, make an immediate left or an immediate right, you'll see three or four people from the industry plastered up against the back wall. Yeah, and they do sit in there and check it out. And uh, I mean, Mojo Bone saying, uh, open mic is fun, but it maybe won't advance your career. I would agree, but it maybe might, because I think there's someone's been signed in an open mic before. So 
Yeah, I mean... You know what? Why it does... I actually... I agree with Mojo 95% of the time. I'm going to disagree with on this one. Here's why, Mojo. It creates a rally buzz. Mm -hmm. When somebody nails a performance at the open mic or they're doing something new or different or notable Mm -hmm. in any way, shape, or form, it spreads like wildfire. Oh, yeah. You've come up to me several times over the years said, did you see so-and-so at the... And I'm like, no, because I was in that room, not that room. And truthfully... I, um, usually at night I'm up in my room fixing my notes for the next day's stuff and I mm-hmm. probably get like an hour in, of open mic time in yes yeah, but I hear about it e- even my wife and kids come up to the room and go mm-hmm. oh can't believe you weren't in there this person was amazing yeah I've had industry people call me on the Monday after the road rally and say who was that like 20 something young lady with the blonde hair and the oversized acoustic like the dreadnought that was bigger than she was you know playing the song about you know forest fires um, yeah. and, and they they call me like I don't know so then yeah. I have to look at the list and see who was on it but yeah. it, it does advance careers sometimes. yeah not to toot my own horn but I know when I would play a lot of people would come up to me right after and be like hey here's my info blah 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 and sometimes they were cool industry people I remember one time a screener gave me his card and stuff so that was cool. So you never know who you're going to, and you might meet a cool collaborator too. It's an awesome way to meet people and make connections. That's a great point. Um, you know, people often say, gee, I went to the road rally and I didn't meet a collaborator because I didn't know who to approach or what kind of music they made. Can't they wear a badge that says, I do country music? Well, you know, what are the odds you're going to see that badge? But you're right. Mm-hmm. If somebody's up on stage, you think, man, I'd love to collaborate with them. Let them finish their song. Applaud, <laughs> and then wait for them to put their guitar away, walk up and go, I really enjoyed your performance. Would you be interested in collaborating? Here's my card. Yeah, it's a good idea. And then, yeah, I mean, and then all I have is left is if you don't have a class that you want to go to, go to a panel. Even if, like, you're like, oh, I don't know if I'll get anything out of it, you probably will learn something. And... Yeah, it's better than just sitting around and not doing anything. Um, <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, and because you can always learn something, whatever, you know, because we're offering a ton of in- information. There's no reason for you not to soak up as much as you can. People make a fatal flaw when they come to the road rally, and I've seen this happening more and more each year because the rally has become so famous as a networking event. They come to the road rally totally focused on networking, and then they get that moment where somebody says, what uh, what kind of music do you do? And they hand them something that sucks. Because the year before, Mm -hmm. they were so busy hanging out in the bar trying to network that they haven't learned anything and moved forward. So they're handing, they have the golden opportunity and they hand somebody the wrong thing or something that wasn't as good as it should be. Yeah. So. Yes. When I can attest to that, I mean, I my first rally, I came in as 14-year-old, and I was like, I'm great. And I <laughs> went to one-to-ones, and my mentor, who was Mandy Martin, uh, she was like, honey, this is nice, but you should get this book, and you got to do this. And the next year, I came back with a really good song, because I learned a ton. I went to a bunch of classes. I learned how to, you know, structure my songs, because I was really bad with structure. I just, like, wanted to just kind of do my own thing. Um, well, why why are people compelled to want to do their own thing? Um, because why, it's art. I, yeah, I mean, I think that you're just like, oh, you know, I'm just learning. what I'm just playing what came I mean, obviously, too, I was 
14. So I was pretty young too, just like starting to write pop music. Um, but I learned so much my first rally and I just soaked it all up. And the next rally, I was like, came with some songs that were actually pretty good. Um, yeah. How old were you when you wrote uh, your song, Sick? That was the song. Yeah, that I was 15. I love that song. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote that in math class. <laughs> but yeah. Hear uh, that, Neil? Your kid was writing songs during a math class. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I learned so much that like my, you know, the next year I came back and I had some really good songs. Um, so definitely try and learn a lot. And someone said, be so good they can't ignore you, and which is a really good idea. Um yeah, you can always learn something new. I'm trying to think I had something else I wanted to say, but I forget. <laughs> well, along the lines of be so good they, they can't ignore you, that's where the open mics come in. Mm -hmm. um, because it only takes one person in that room to start. Well, I shouldn't say one person. It's a forest fire. It happens every year. My wife and kids, I go upstairs and work on my notes for the next day. And my wife and daughters will go down and go to the open mics and they come up to the room at like midnight to, can't believe you missed this guy can't believe you missed that lady mm -hmm. um they're raving about people and, and the next day i hear about the same performers that they liked from other taxi members or from industry people so there's no question that it's a good way to start a fire yeah and also uh another thing is that we're working we're thinking up ideas to incentivize you to come to the open mics too so you never know what might be there that's right um <laughs> you know one of the things there were there are a couple parties that happen in suites upstairs that are by these really nice people that obviously pay for the booze and people go up there with their red cups and get a bunch of free booze and I've heard from taxi members um, that they feel like the open mics have had people sucked out of the open mics and upstairs to these private parties. Then I get a call from the hotel security staff saying, Lasco, you got a bunch of people up on the 12th floor making a ruckus and we're getting phone calls from people. So last year they shut one of them down like an hour after it started. I don't know, I have nothing to do with it. Um, but we're contemplating moving the party to the room that the open mic is in. It just makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so, we're looking at options. Yeah, so open mics are gonna be off the chisang this year. Off the what? Chisang, I don't know, I just How do you spell up. that? I have no idea. <laughs> um, okay, <laughs> all right. Uh, That's what the kids are saying. Camp, uh, you have a beautiful daughter. Oh, Mary Band can see you. She keeps saying she can't see me, but you <laughs> she can see. Yeah, she's definitely prettier than I am. Uh, yeah, oh, <laughs> another thing yeah. is... Well, hold on. Your dad's getting a lot of compliments about you, so let him revel in that. Okay. <laughs> All right, now, now you may speak. Well, <laughs> another thing, too, is after open mics and after that, people do... I mean, I will say that there's stuff that you can uh, hang out with people in the bar after stuff. Just don't go too crazy. But a lot of the industry people will like hang out in the bars too. Until so, like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So you can go crazy at night, but like I said, don't get up late. I've noticed 
industry people on Sunday night when the road rally is over. I usually leave the hotel around 10 o'clock on Sunday evening because um, I want to just get home. <laughs> yeah. I just want to get home. Let's just leave it at that. Uh, and, and when I'm trying to sneak out of the hotel with my roly-poly suitcase, walking through the lobby, I'm always shocked. Sunday night, 10 o'clock, there are always three or four industry people still hanging out with the members in the bar area of the hotel. Oh, yeah. They go late on Sunday night. So people, I've seen people on the forum asking the question, should I um, fly home on Sunday or Monday? Fly home on Monday. Fly home on Monday. Get some rest, too, because you'll probably have had not that much rest the whole weekend. Um, and I will say, like, the staff goes hard some nights, and we're always up at, like, 7 in the morning. So if we can do it, then you can do it. Remember... Uh, we have to be down there a lot. Really. Yeah, I, won't, I won't mention any names of staff members, but we've had staff members that have, like, stayed up drinking until, like, 5.30 in yeah, the morning. and been fallen asleep on the floor. Yeah, and been downstairs <laughs> at registration at 7 after being up all night. Oh, yeah, we, we will sometimes stay up really late, but... Um, I mean, we're always up, so if we can do it, you can do it. That's and right. We're yeah. up earlier than you, because a and, lot of times. And for you. Yeah, and That's for right. you. All right, couple of questions, and then and thank you for that. Good job. Uh, <laughs> all right, we've got six minutes. So if you guys have any road rally questions, lay them on us. Mojo says nobody sleeps. That's true. Uh, Dave, the beds are comfortable though, so. At least they you are had a comfortable. How about us older folks? What do you mean? There are a lot of older folks. One of my friends, Betty Anderson, and she's a little older, but she knows how to party. And she's <laughs> usually up pretty late, so if she can do it, you can do it. Oh, man. That's right. No wonder Rockstar. Do you know the reason that Rockstar is a sponsor? Here, I will hold up the can again. <laughs> is because one of our members, a woman named Kelly Green, I don't think she's a member anymore, but she's still part of the taxi family. Um, Kelly Green came to Road Rally or two or three and was very popular with the other members. People really liked her and they liked her husband as well. And they became part of like the regulars that come every year. So I'm waving my ruler around. Um, and one day Kelly said, you know, I, I work for Pepsi and I'm like a marketing manager or whatever she was at the time um, for Rockstar Energy Drinks. And so that's why we've got Rockstars. And to this day, I think it's probably like 10 years running, they give us like a pallet of Rockstars to give away. Um, okay. The standard for CDs? Uh, yes. Uh, does the taxi rate apply at the Weston on Sunday night? Yes. Here's the thing, that's a really good question, Sherry. Uh, they call those fringe nights. Um, Wednesday, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Sunday night and Monday night are called fringe nights, where we get like 500 room nights per night on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. On Tuesday, Wednesday, and Sunday, we get like 100 room nights that are blocked out at the cheaper rate. So yes, you can get the cheaper rate, you just have to jump on it sooner than later. Yeah. Definitely jump on that as soon as possible because the rooms will sell out. Um, usually a lot of times, like a month before the rally, we have no rooms left <laughs> at the rate. Um, yeah, and they start charging you like $269 yeah. for rooms that everybody else is paying $135 yeah, for. Yeah, because it's a really nice hotel, obviously. So, um, Someone asked about CD standards, like when you're giving CDs. 
Okay, so... How should you label them? Well, it depends on, on the purpose. Now, it's a great question. Uh, it should always have your name, the song title, your phone number, and your email address. You can't go wrong with that stuff. Also good to have... <laughs> Here, this is... Look at this. Whoa. Cara Diaguardi. This is a transfer of the first song she ever wrote from a cassette. Um, she, I should play it, but I won't. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, I'm trying to find a great example here, but I can't. Anyway, you want the information on the sleeve of the jewel case, and you want it on the CD, both places. Mm -hmm. It really does matter. Um, also, the song list should be on the, um, you know, the paper thing inside the the jewel case as well as the cd if you can get it on there but more importantly on the sleeve inside the jewel case um you're gonna want to make cds for different purposes uh and i think i addressed this in the taxi newsletter which will be out tomorrow morning i believe in an article an interview um, i did with a norwegian music magazine about the road rally and the advice was i think that's where i did it um for the panels, you want CDs with one song, with your name, mm -hmm. your phone number, and your email address on it. Um, and you should look at the people who are going to be on the panels, stalk them, learn <laughs> about them, what they are, and have music that is right for them. So if your music does get pulled out of the box and played randomly during the panel, there's going to be somebody on that panel that could be looking for what you've done. Inevitably or invariably, people will say, oh shoot, I put the wrong, you know, I shouldn't have put that one in there, I should have put the other one in there. So single songs on a CD, um, and by the way, we still like using CDs because a lot of people don't want to stick a thumb drive from a stranger in their computer and get a virus. Yeah, because you never know. You really don't. Yes, someone said it is acceptable to have the information handwritten. I would say yes, as long as you can read it. Which, you, if it were my writing, you probably could. Yeah, but I, w I mean, I would prefer something typed out because it just looks cleaner and more professional. But if you can read it or if you're, like, doing some fancy script, I think I, when I did it, I would write it. But I wrote it really slow and, like, in a certain type of font style. So, I mean, that was kind of just, like, a vibe. But I would suggest printing it. If you're an artist... It's a good idea to have your picture on the CD sleeve because it will yeah. tell them something about you. Yeah. Uh, if you're pitching your stuff for film and TV, they could care less what you look like. <laughs> they would probably find it inappropriate that there's a picture of you on there. Um, but yeah, legibility is the most important thing. Yeah, well, and you could also stick your business card in that CD case too. Good point. Um, so, like, if you have a CD that's already made or whatever and you don't have your, you can just stick the. Um, business card in there and that way you know that your contact information is easy and uh, accessible. <laughs> Kano says you got to use thumb rubbers, dangerous out there, meaning over your thumb drive. <laughs> thumb drive condoms. God. Yeah, we should open up it. We should have a booth at the road rally. Get your thumb drive condoms right here. Oh, another thing, too, is something that we had a little bit of a problem with last year is at the, um, for the one-to-one -one mentors, we're not having a bunch of CD players on every desk. So bring your song, like, on your iPhone, your iPad, or your computer. Do not come with the CD um, because it's just going to be 
a hassle for us to get. We'll have a little bit, a couple boom boxes for like the stragglers, but um, definitely bring it on a portable device that they can listen to it. Everybody's got an iPhone now or you know, yeah. an Android, whatever. Um, it used to be we had a CD player at every mm -hmm. workstation, at every desk. It got to the point where we weren't using it very much because people would bring their phone yeah. or an iPad or a laptop and you could just tell the or ask the person listening to just jack into your device. So yeah. Right. And We've got them as a backup. Yeah, and the boom boxes are also really bulky and yeah, the cords and everything. So it's just like a, a big hassle. All right. Um, okay, one more question and we're done because it's 5.32. We've gone over. I still have a flip phone. <laughs> Welcome to 2017. <laughs> Come on, Peter. <laughs> CDs are on, on the way out. Progress. Well, it, it's true. CDs are almost archaic at this point, but how else you know for panels how else do we do it i mean we could have people submit a bunch of music and we could have it on a laptop sitting next to the stage and we could randomly go in there and pick it but cds there's a little something exciting about people will watch it's so funny anthony who no longer works here was our dj for a lot of the panels and he said it's amazing he said you feel like a thousand eyeballs looking at you did he pull my cd out people use like turquoise cases on their uh cds so that they can see that their thing was pulled out but it is just the best way to do it yeah <laughs> not, not go <laughs> over that's true all right uh, well that said, uh, let's get out of here. Um, right. I've got to send out some emails before we go home. So um, thank you for... No problem. What, you shake my hand? Yeah, I was going to shake your hand. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> your kid's very formal, Neil McTee. <laughs> very polite, raised well. Good job on that. Uh, so remember, you guys, uh, whoa, where'd my little signs go? If you made it all the way to the end of the show on YouTube, Hit that subscribe button, please. Like us. There it is. And remember, next week, no show because of the holiday. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that I've got, I think, one more show coming up at Create Music Academy. Um, I'm going to do another live remote, I believe, with, I think, or no, I just did that show with them. I don't know. There's somebody I'm doing a live remote with, and uh, that's that for now. So see you guys in two weeks for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Yeah, baby. Goodbye. I love this song. It's my favorite.